Welcome to the Nonprofit Answers Podcast, where you find answers to your marketing and fundraising questions. You will learn how to raise more money to help more people. And now your host, Jeremy Rice. The digital market has been a boon for many nonprofits. The relative ease of communicating with people has contributed to just fast movements of donors and people to digital channels to give, to build relationship, to hear the communications uh, from brands and nonprofit organizations like yourself. Digital's got this ability to reach this massive audience. You have the ability to reach people that you never could have reached before as a nonprofit, at least not with the you know kind of resources that it takes now in digital to reach that size of an audience. Digital has also provided new fundraising platforms and tools, things like peer-to-peer and crowdfunding that were never possible in other channels to reach the size and the numbers of people that can be reached nowadays. Uh, It's a tremendous tool for fundraising for nonprofits. At first, nonprofits were slow to embrace the digital channels. Many still are slow to embrace the digital channels. It can be difficult to understand and adopt these new platforms, techniques, processes without fully understanding what they're capable of. And for many years, I don't know that we all really fully understood what they're capable of. Then we had a period of time where there's a misunderstanding on what was capable and the demands that were placed on digital were in many cases unachievable. Uh, There's kind of this dream of a low or no cost donor acquisition channel and the ability to raise gobs of money. We, we watched as charities that were started in, in the internet age, you know, quickly grew to tens of millions of dollars in, in what we thought was an easy and reproducible way. And many leadership teams that didn't understand the digital environment were placing these constraints on their digital teams that just weren't possible. So we had these wild expectations of what digital could achieve without really fully understanding the platform, the tools, and the people and how they use the digital environment. It was difficult to achieve hard results. We measured things differently. You know, things like social shares or time on site were metrics that we gave out instead of measuring the hard results like dollars coming in or new donors. We didn't really understand digital and and how it could be used to expand a brand or expand uh, relationships, which now social media is a phenomenal tool for continuing to deepen relationships with donors. Leadership teams were looking at other organizations that were massively successful in digital. And if you weren't, they began to question what kind of results that digital was bringing in. I think there's still a misunderstanding about the digital channel and the different activities in which digital is best used for. And that leads us into today's question about communications. It's a great question and one which I believe many nonprofit marketing or digital teams get pushed into. So let's explore this topic more with Taylor. Hi, my name is Taylor and I have a question about communications. I'm getting a lot of pressure to move all our communications online newsletters, annual reports, pretty much everything. What are the pros and cons? Hi, Taylor. Thanks so much for your question about digital communications and 
you know, what things that you can push into the digital channel and, and where does it make sense to do that? And where does it make sense not to do that? It's a great question. And one which I know a lot of nonprofit organizations, marketing teams, digital teams are struggling with. And that's, you know, a leadership team looks at digital marketing and, and the digital channel in particular and says, it's such a low cost way to reach a wide audience. Why can't we move all of our communications over to it? There are pros to the digital channel, but there's really a, a lot of cons for it to move all of your communications into it. You miss out on a lot. So we're going to explore, as, as you asked in your question, we're going to explore both those things, the pros and the cons for digital communications and how we could best use it for our audience and how uh, and where it makes sense not to use digital for our audience. Digital communications, it's a great tool for reaching a wide audience. You know, we can at Food for the Hungry, we can email out to hundreds of thousands of people instantly. We can reach, you know, hundreds of thousands of people or even millions through advertising in, in social media, you know, fairly instantly. You know, these things are not possible in other channels in a cost-effective way. You know, I can put a couple thousand dollars behind a video on Facebook and get it in front of millions of people pretty easily. That is not possible in TV or any other kind of medium that's outside of digital. However, not everyone is online and not everyone communicates the same way online. And so when we really review this question of can we move our communications uh, into the digital channel, it's a question that really uh, beckons an answer of what does that do to the audience of people who don't prefer to be in the digital channel? or don't prefer the uh, communication channels that many nonprofits are in on the digital side of things. So let's explore first the pros of moving your communications online. First, digital communications are often lower cost compared to most other channels. So as I mentioned, I can buy advertising and social media and reach tens and hundreds of thousands of people in a much more cost-effective way compared to other channels. It's expensive to mail to people. It's expensive to buy time on radio, on TV. These other channels, they're expensive to reach people. And so digital communications have a much lower cost to reach a wider audience. You could argue about the ability to reach people for an effectiveness uh, through digital, meaning you know, I can reach millions of people with that video uh, potential to be viewed but does it actually reach people? Do people actually watch it? Do people actually engage with it? Uh, whereas other channels like TV, uh, if you're in broadcast TV or cable TV, you can reach people um, and, and really effectively have them tied to watching your commercial or your infomercial or whatever it might be for a period of time. Digital provides uh, easy access to a large audience. So in the past, you know, if we wanted to acquire new donors, uh, you know, we might spend $250,000 to send out 500,000 acquisition mailings to people in order to convert 5,000 donors. That's a tried and true direct mail acquisition campaign, one that we do, but doing that online can be, you know, you can reach a lot of people uh, for that same amount of money. Whether or not, again, you can convert those people is another question, but you do have access to a very large audience online. In the digital channel, after you produce something, it's very quick to get it to market. If I create a video, I can get that out the same day I create it to an audience. In fact, you can go live and, and do it instantaneously to an audience. If I create a, an annual report, I can send that out right away to an audience. I can't mail that right away to an audience. I can get it in their hands uh, within a couple of days. 
So the ability to get something quick to market is uh, definitely something in the digital channel is is much more your ability to, to reach people is uh, much quicker than in other channels. With digital assets, you can be much more interactive in what you produce. So I could create an annual report that has video assets, it's got audio recordings, that has animation, that has all of these really cool interactive functions, you know, links off to other content they might be interested in. Can't do that in a, in a print piece. You can point people to other places to go reach those um, kind of tools, but you can't do it within the print piece itself. Digital communications also allow engagement with the reader or viewer and, and quick feedback from people. Excellent tool for surveying because you can get instant data back from people as to how you're performing. So if there's a problem in your checkout process on your website, you can instantly know there's a problem by the feedback that people are giving you. Digital communications are also very easy to share. And so just beyond the person, the recipient that you send it to, they may share it with their friends and family and you might reach a much wider audience and exposure to people that you otherwise wouldn't get with a direct mail or a radio or a television piece that, you know, once the viewer or the, the listener or the reader consumes that piece, they're, they're not likely to share it with other people. Another benefit to digital communications is the ability for us to test and just kind of an infinite number of tests and the data about usage. And so, as I mentioned, you know, I can get a video up the same day to a, a wide audience on social media, but even better, I could get half a dozen videos up and test how each one of them performs in social media. It's not as quick and easy to do that in other channels. There are also some cons in moving your communications online. Moving your communications online, it reduces the conversion of people from one channel to another. For example, at Food for the Hungry, we do an annual gift catalog around the, the giving season, around the holiday season at Christmas time. And we mail out a ton of those gift catalogs to donors. And we know based on, you know, tracking that a lot of those donors receive the print gift catalog and they don't return the order form in it. They go online to transact. And if we were to not mail out that printed gift catalog, we know many of those donors wouldn't go online and give. Another example is direct mail. We've got a number of donors who receive that direct mail piece and that it motivates them to give and, and we know a lot of organizations who have had done tracking on this and we find that there is a lift when people receive a direct mail package uh, there's a lift to your digital donations you can also complement your offline marketing like direct mail with digital communications like social media ads next after an agency down in texas has done a tremendous amount of testing around this where they've shown brand ads to people on social media around the times of direct mail campaigns and seen a lift of offline income due to the social media ads being shown to people who received a direct mail campaign. So the ability to reach people in a multi-channel way and increase income in other channels is complemented by your work in digital. There's a good size audience, especially probably among your donors, who like to consume content in other channels. They like to receive that letter or that newsletter from you. They like to hear about you on the radio. They like to see a TV program. You know, they like to consume content in channels that are not digital channels. And so if you were to move all of your digital communications online, 
you're going to miss out on an audience that really likes to consume content in different ways than what you would be providing. Not everyone trusts transacting online. Not everyone wants to put their credit card number into a form. People have had bad experiences. They've had their identity stolen, their credit cards stolen. They don't trust that, that they can give safely online yet. It may be shocking to people uh, listening because it's so commonplace now for us to transact online, but there's a good size, a good number of people who don't do it. You know, we've got a family member my wife was speaking to the other day that was going to order something and she refused to sign up online because she was afraid of her identity being stolen. And so she couldn't order this item. We had to order it for her because she just refused to go on, online and do it. So there are people out there who still don't trust the digital environment and don't want to transact online. The other channels have been around a long time and we've got known conversion data, acquisition cost data for these channels. And if you begin to, to compare and contrast that data with what you're getting in the digital environment, you may find that there's ways and there's types of donors that you're acquiring through uh, direct mail or telemarketing that are being acquired less expensively than what you're acquiring in digital. When you look at this data, you need to look at the long-term donor value of the different channels that you're acquiring donors in. So you may be acquiring a digital donor cheaply, but getting that second, third, fourth donation may be difficult. So the lifetime value of that donor may be less than someone coming in from a direct mail acquisition campaign. Review all of the data of your different channels of how you're bringing in donors, how those donors are transacting with you over time, and the lifetime value of those donors. And it might surprise you the uh, quality of the donors that are coming in in channels other than digital. Offline channels are still working really well. So you risk putting all of your proverbial eggs in one basket of revenue into the digital channel. I know some organizations that have stopped raising money through direct mail, assuming that direct mail is dying or is dead, which I don't believe. And because of that, they've lost potentially millions of dollars of income. I know one organization who for a period of time did cancel all of their direct mail. They brought in a, a fundraising manager who believed in that, that direct mail was dead and they lost a lot of money, had to restart their direct mail program sometime later and uh, ended up you know, not able to recover to the point that they're at before they turned it off. As I mentioned, I've heard often over the years that direct mail, radio, these other channels is either dead or dying. They aren't dead. There's still a lot of opportunity for nonprofits that are willing to invest in those channels. We're still acquiring direct mail donors through acquisition campaigns. And I can tell you at Food for the Hungry, it's very profitable for us to do it. We're we're paying back one-to-one -one on direct mail donors in less than a year. And you know, the industry averages is, is 18 plus months for that. So there's still a ton of opportunity for nonprofits that are willing to invest in other channels. I recommend that you take a multi-channel approach to how you communicate to people. And it's not because donors want to give in multiple channels. They, they typically don't, you know, a direct mail donor doesn't always want to give online and an online donor doesn't want to give in direct mail. And it's really for that precise reason. Donors want to be communicated to in multiple channels. As I mentioned, in, in many of your donors, there's going to be a crossover where they do want that digital communication, but they want to actually transact in the direct mail. And so you might find that, you know, certain donors, you might look at their profiles and look, oh my gosh, they're 
they're opening these uh, email newsletters, they're interacting with us in social media, they must only want digital communications. But if you look deeper, you might find that though they are interacting and engaging with those digital communications that they're actually transacting through a different channel. They're transacting through direct mail. They're giving um, when somebody calls them on the phone. They're transacting uh, with a donor rep. There are these donors that appreciate being communicated with in multiple channels, but they only want to transact in one of those channels, and it may not be the digital channel. And so my recommendation is that you continue to build relationships with people where they are. Build relationships with people in direct mail, through phone calls, through letters, through the channels that they want to consume in. Thank you so much for your question. I really appreciate it. If you have other questions or other people out there have questions, I'd love to hear from you. Um, You can go to nonprofitanswers.org, submit your question to me. You can do it in written form or you can call a number and record it and I'll I'll feature you here on the, the podcast. But I appreciate all of those that have submitted questions and I'm really excited to continue uh, answering these questions and hope that today's answer really helps contribute to your organization that as you look at the different channels of communications that you have with your donors, with the people that you serve, uh, that it really helps contribute to making good decisions on ways that you can best communicate with them. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Nonprofit Answers Podcast. Please take a moment to rate and review this podcast on iTunes or your favorite podcasting service. Your rating and review will help other nonprofit professionals find this podcast to get their nonprofit questions answered. Thanks again.